You're listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. It's 24-7. My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Boom. Hello. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in, everybody. I am so excited to be back. Apologies. I know I've been a little slow on the content. Um, I was in Chicago. I did New Kids on the Block's Block Con uh, with Donnie and Danny and Jordan and Joey and John. The new kids on the block, we danced, we rocked out, step by step. I moderated the panel. It was great. We had fun, had a blast. And then the following weekend, I had to stay in Chicago for the week because the following weekend, Donnie was hosting a charity poker tournament with his wife, Jenny McCarthy, who you guys know I've known for a very long time. Jenny's son has autism. My brother has autism. They're the same age. And they also went to the same doctor, Dr. Jerry Cartsonell. So Dr. Jerry has started a new foundation called Home Life Community, which you guys can go support at homelifecommunity.com. And so we held a poker tournament, a charity poker tournament, to raise money for Home Life Community, which provides a resort-style community housing for adults on the autism spectrum. So men and women that have autism that's that have parents or guardians that have passed on and they don't have anyone to care for them rather than going to the state which if you're a parent out there you can only imagine how heartbreaking that is to have a child that's dependent on you for the rest of their life and then knowing that after you pass on they just become they just belong to the state it's a very scary reality in future, and so we want to help provide a home, a place that these individuals can call home. Jenny, like I said, has a son that's now 21. I have a brother who's now 21, and so that reality is gut-wrenching to think about the possibilities, um, but now there's a better possibility, and that's your home life community. So, Dr. Jerry, we're so happy to have raised a ton of money to help support your mission. And I just want to say thank you to Jenny and Donnie for thinking of me and keeping me included. I got to dust off my old fundraising hat and get back on the field. And it was a lot of fun. We had a really great time. And I'm very grateful for the experience and anybody that wants to support Home Life Community. Um, But I'm finally back in LA and I missed my baby Skywalker and I missed my family and my bed and all the things. So happy to be back and finally catching up on all of the tea, which we're going to break down. We have lots of Beverly Hills tea. We've got some Vanderpump Rules scoop that we'll be diving into. Um, But I just wanted to remind you guys, my live show at the Bourbon Room is next week. It's my 30th birthday. We're going to be partying it up. My special guest, Lala Kent, will be joining me on stage along with my friends, Evan Real from Page Six, Steven from Faces by Bravo, and Jeff Epstein from The Manic Podcast three of my pals we're going to be doing a tea spillers panel and then we're going to be having lala out as our special guest i have lots of other special guests that will be attending the show as well so you're not going to want to miss it get your tickets at nofilterlive.com also have live stream tickets available at nofilterlive.com as well so if you're not in la and you can't make it to the show on june 15th it's okay 
you can live stream the show. Get your tickets thanks to Chomps. Okay, let's dive into the tea. Into the tea. Okay. Okay, so Brandy Glanville has officially joined OnlyFans, which I'm not shocked about, but I'm also disappointed about because I felt like she, like last year, 2022, coming into 2023, she was in a great place, right? She had the Traders. She had Ultimate Girl Strip Season 4. Like she started this year off on such a high, and then it just came crashing down to like a halting kaboom, which... I love Brandy. She's great reality television. She always delivers. She always brings it. So the fact that, like, she had such a promising future and now that future is kind of squashed and done um, is disappointing. I wanted to see her more on TV. I thought she was great on The Traders. I wanted to see her at The Traders reunion. I'm looking forward to seeing her on Ultimate Girl Strip Season 4. But obviously, whatever went down in Morocco with Caroline Manzo has now pretty much kiboshed her career yet again, which is a bit of a bummer. She's been very adamant that she wants Peacock and NBC to release the footage and release the audio from that night because she says that that will redeem her. She says that that will vindicate her. Who knows when they're even going to air Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4. We just got Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3, so if anything, we might not get Season 4 until the end of the year, possibly even early 2024, because it takes so long between when they film these shows and when they release these shows. I can't imagine them waiting that long, though, but, like, Jesus, like, get on it, Peacock. We want to watch it. And Brand Glanville wants us to watch it, too, because she thinks that she'll be vindicated by the end of it. But now... Without all her TV gigs, and I'm sure she's lost some endorsements, Jennifer Aiden, um, I'm pretty sure this was like the next only resort that she thought that she could turn to to make some cash, which, again, is kind of sad considering her career was getting back on track. But now she's joining Denise Richards, and she's like, yeah, Denise, you're going to show feet pictures, and I'm going to show feet pictures, and we're going to see who really wants it. I mean, I think Denise would probably make more money than Brandy only because Denise has that, like, sex symbol icon, like, background, like... Like, all the men that grew up watching her as teens and had her posters on their wall. Like, they're the ones that are subscribing to Denise Richards, where the only people that really know Brandy Glanville are, like, Housewives fans that know her from Housewives. So that's what a bunch of gay men and women. I don't know if Brandy has the demographic for it, but I'm pretty sure she can make some nice little coin with it. I hope. We'll see. TBD. But subscribe to Brandy's OnlyFans. And subscribe to my YouTube because I subscribe to me because I love I love validation. But if you don't want to subscribe to me, Brandy's available too on OnlyFans. I'm not on OnlyFans. I just want to clarify that I am not on OnlyFans. I only release dick pics for free. So there you go. Kathy Hilton has confirmed that she will not be returning to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she's given us the real reason she's not coming back to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I don't know if I believe her. So Kathy Hilton told E! News that she's not returning because she's busy filming the second season of Paris in Love for Peacock. And I'm just like, really? Like, that's that's your reason? Like, we know your real reason. You don't want to be with Kyle. You're still pissed at Kyle. You're done with the drama. You're done the NBC let you take the fall. You wanted them to protect you, and they sort of did, but not really. So she's done with the drama. And they probably didn't even want to invite her back, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, listen, the Rinna and Kathy of it all was just too much. Let's just pretend it never happened, move into the new year, move into the new season, and just like try to have a sense of calm. Because listen, you can film 
a cameo for Real Houses of Beverly Hills and you can still film Paris in Love. You're not a full-time cast member on either show that you're able to do both. And Peacock and Bravo are both owned by NBC and NBC allows the housewives to filter back and forth as they please, as the shows need them. So was there really a need to put her on pause? Maybe, maybe just as much as Rinna needed to be put on pause. Kathy also needed a bit of a pause. I think bring her back in a couple of seasons for like a fun cameo. I think making her a friend of was a mistake. I think giving her a diamond would be a mistake. I just think Kathy's better when she's in small doses where she gets to come be fun, comic relief, you know, give Kyle fun like ability by being her sister. And like, I think that is Kathy where Kathy shines. Um, we don't need to get into Kathy's family drama. We don't need to, you know, I mean, of course it would be like so juicy to dive into the Kathy, Kim and Kyle of it all. But like, I think it's best and healthiest for Kathy and probably Kim to stay off the show. But we know Kim's making a cameo this season. So we'll see. Kim was not at the white party though, which was a little interesting and disappointing. Sutton told page six that she thinks that it's still a great show. It's still a great season, but she definitely missed Kathy. Kyle told E! News that she and Kathy aren't in a great place, but she has recently seen her and they've kept it civil. So that's good. And she says that there's, you know, another niece's wedding that's coming up that she's going to try to keep it cute with Kathy there as well. So that she's hopeful that things will be good again soon. But I feel like after the last season of Beverly Hills and Kathy's still holding resentment against Kyle and then Mauricio coming out with his book and talking about Rick Hilton and the agency and how he left Rick's agency to join, to start his own agency. I just think Kathy's going to hold on to this bone for a while. She held on to it a long time the last time. And now I just don't think that she's really willing to move forward. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. So let's talk Vanderpump rules because there's a lot to to unravel here. But I mainly want to get into like all of the because we have part three of the reunion, which is the conclusion. Finally, we get the conclusion of, of Scandaval in this season. And there's a big bombshell revelation that's supposed to come, right? Alex Baskin, who's a producer in Vanderpump Rules, did a podcast or he did an interview with Variety and he said that like he wants the cast to watch all three parts of the reunion. That way they can make a fully formed decision whether or not they want to come back in the future. And that there are some revelations that have not yet been revealed, right? That got everybody fired up. Everybody had a theory. I want to debunk some of those theories and talk into what I think is more realistic. And then, um, yeah, let's get into that uh, because I just feel like there's so much like dumb, low-budget speculation out there that let's debunk what has already been speculated and what the cast and producers have actually said so far. So first up, Raquel being pregnant. So first sources of her, sources close to her came out and they denied that she's pregnant. And then Alex Baskin himself even told Page Six that that ain't it. Raquel's not pregnant. Um, but they say that she's not pregnant now. My theory related to the pregnancy was maybe it was possible that she was pregnant. Maybe after the initial hookup at the very beginning of things and that's what trauma bonded Raquel and Tom together. Maybe they unfortunately lost the baby. Maybe she chose to not keep the baby. I don't know what may have happened, but it's possible that there was a pregnancy and then there wasn't a pregnancy and that secret and that, you know, again, trauma bond is what ultimately helped them build this secret affair or build upon what was a hookup into a secret affair. I think that a pregnancy is within the realm of possibility, but we do know that Raquel and Alex Baskin are saying, nope, she's not currently 
pregnant. The next theory is that we're going to find out this revelation that the cast really did know about this, that Sheena knew or Lisa Vanderpump knew, and that this was all, you know, something that they tried to cover up. Now, Lisa and Sheena have both revealed that they've been suspicious of Sandoval and Raquel, but that neither of them actually knew what was going on between them and didn't know that there was a seven-month affair that was happening. We know Sheena's asked Sandoval about it. She's danced around the topic with Raquel. She's talked to Ariana about it. And, you know, Ariana was like, no, I don't believe that Tom and Raquel would ever do that to me. That's ridiculous. I don't believe it. I trust them. Well, at least that worked. But Lisa and, and Sheena have both denied that they knew about the affair. So that's not the revelation. I don't think anybody, I don't think the the revelation is going to be anything from anyone on the cast outside of Tom or Raquel, maybe shorts. Then the next one is that producers knew about all of this and planted it for ratings. And I'm just like, why would they wait? Why would they do that? Why would they pick up filming again randomly and have to borrow a crew from Real Houses of Beverly Hills, which Ariana confirmed, if this wasn't a legit bombshell that they knew about? Why wouldn't they just keep cameras rolling? Why wouldn't they expose this when cameras were rolling originally? There was no need to film again. There was no need to go back and and pick up cameras and, you know, edit the final episode as a bonus episode at the last minute. Like, no, there's no way. There's literally no way that the producers planted this for ratings and they knew about it all season long. I'm pretty sure there were also suspicions, but they've come out and they're like, listen, we were taking Ariana's lead and Ariana was like, no, there's no truth to this. This isn't a valid rumor. I don't believe it. Shut it down. And so they shut it down because they're like, all right, there doesn't seem to be any truth to this. This is just a silly, you know, cast theory that, that they're running with. But no, I don't believe the casting that the producers knew. Maybe they had kind of picked up on a couple of things. And like, mm, maybe some things are a little fishy. But I don't think that they fully knew that there was a seven-month affair that was going on underneath everybody's noses. Culture. Society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes, we can all use a night in. Removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits. Then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my god, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. The next one is about Vegas and either Lisa's moving to Vegas or the show's moving to Vegas or there's going to be a spinoff in Vegas and that's the big announcement. That's hardly a bombshell. That's not even a, a bombshell worthy of being revealed at the reunion. That's not something that they would pump up. Um, Sheena even tweeted that that's not what it that that's not it either. That I, I don't think that they're doing a Vegas spinoff. I think there's like some legal issue that they ran into where they aren't able to film a reality show in I think the casino that they're at. I think they're able to like film for a night, but they're not able to consecutively film. I don't know all the details. I just know that there was something that prevented that from happening because that was an option and it was a, a topic of conversation at some point. 
So the bombshell can't be that there's a spinoff because that's not a reunion bombshell. That's a press release that you send out. That's we're ending Real Housewives in New York by breaking it up into two new shows, Real Housewives Legacy and the new rebooted Real Housewives of New York. So they would release it in that forum. It would be an announcement on Watch Happens Live. It would be something and not a reunion bombshell. Brock Davies even said that he doesn't know what it would take for them not to return because as far as he's aware, the only thing that wouldn't make them want to come back is if they weren't paid well enough to come back, like if they got a pay cut or whatever. He's like, the money is the only thing that's going to prevent them from coming back, which, I mean, good for him. Maybe it said things happen sooner than boys' night. I think that's the most likely option, possibly even a fling when she was still with James. I feel like that would make James want to not film with them. So that could be it. I don't really know what it could be at this point. I feel like it has to be a timeline sort of rumor. It has to be something that Raquel lets slip up that she probably doesn't even remember revealing because she's had to keep so many lies under wraps. And when she doesn't have Sandoval with her, you know, she was able to really speak freely, whether it's in her confessional or her one-on-one with Andy, because the the previews for part three keep pumping up. You need to wait for the final five, the wait for the final five minutes, because that's where the big reveal is going to take place. So they're really going to make us watch all the way to the end. But I think it's possibly a timeline thing or a past pregnancy thing. It's not a spinoff. It's not somebody coming back to the show. It's not like an announcement. And a lot of people keep thinking it's, some sort of like announcement that the network or that Lisa is going to make. It's not an announcement. My understanding from what Alex Baskin has revealed is there's a piece of, of the scandal. There's a piece of the story that we haven't yet heard that Tom and Raquel, because they're realistically the only two that know this piece of the story, they haven't revealed it yet. It's likely going to be Raquel or possibly Schwartz giving this reveal or getting caught up in some sort of slip up. I don't really know, but I guess we'll find out Wednesday night. We'll find out at the reunion part three. Here we go. And then we'll catch the uncensored version on Thursday. And then next Thursday when they release the Secrets Revealed episode, that's when I'll get to chat with Lala Kent. I got my my Send It to Daryl merch on right now. Um, but that's when I'm going to talk to Lala. So get ready. Get your questions ready because I'm sure you're going to have lots of questions and Lala's going to pop off on us that night. And if you're not in L.A., you can get your live stream tickets or your in-person tickets if you are in L.A. at nofilterlive.com, June 15th, my 30th birthday. Let's get it, get it, get it. Oh, let's go. Okay. Miss moving on. So Lala Kent was just on The View, and this is where she reveals how Raquel actually got the name Raquel, uh, because we know her real name is actually Rachel. Similar to Lala, her real name is actually Lauren. Jax's real name is actually Jason. So yeah, they all have fake names, but... You know, I guess if people were mad enough at Jax, they would call him Jason. And people that get mad enough at Lala call her Lauren from Utah. So, yeah, Rachel, Raquel, whatever you want to call her. Lala was just on The View, and she actually revealed the origin of where Raquel came from. And she's like, well, Raquel, when she was little, when she was like five years old, she wanted to change her name because she lived across the street from a prima ballerina whose name was Raquel, and she wanted to be like her. I'm like, oh, okay, so she's used to stealing things that she wants from other people that are close to her. This chick was right across the street. 
I'm waiting for her to go blonde like Ariana. I'm just going to say that. But, okay, so Raquel, she got her name from the girl across the street. Cause her name was Rachel, and she liked Raquel because Raquel sounded fancier, sexier. I don't really know. A stage name? She never wanted to be famous. She always wanted to be, what, like a special needs teacher or something? I don't I don't know, but she got her name from a prima ballerina. I didn't even know what a prima ballerina was until I Googled it, and it's like a ballerina that dances, right? I don't – I thought all ballerinas dance, but maybe they just, like, stand up on their toes and pose. I don't know. But there was a prima ballerina across the street from Rocky Rocky Bang Bang, and her name was Raquel, and Rachel was like, I like that name. I'm going to copy her, and I'm going to steal her man. But – Apparently, Raquel has scheduled phone calls with Sandy Balls while she's in her mental health facility. And she's also apparently now talking to the FBI. So according to sources close to Raquel via Entertainment Tonight, Raquel is still at her mental health facility, which, okay, you do you. You you go, girl. That confirms that because we saw Sandoval was on the phone with her on a plane. Somebody caught a few, what was it, like two weeks ago now? Maybe less than that? So, according to this source, Raquel is very much still at the facility, and right now she's focused on doing the work that's required of her, and that she only has certain times during the week that she's allowed to make calls, and that that day she happened to have had a call scheduled with Sandoval. So, now she has scheduled calls with Sandoval, and they check in, and he's probably giving her updates on the reunion, or he's not giving her updates on the reunion, and he's too busy banging that other blonde woman who has now come out, and she's like, I'm not his new girlfriend. She's like some beauty influencer in Austin. She's like, I'm not dating him, and we're not together, and you guys are so mean, and I had to, you know, you're giving me anxiety, and I'm just like, I feel bad for the girl, but I'm also like, you keep getting spotted around town with Sandoval. What do you think is going to happen? Like maybe make him come over to your house or you can go over to his apartment or something where you're not seen together. But they like get photographed together and it's just like, yay, 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 yay. I don't understand. But she's just like, no, we're not together. We're just friends that see each other a lot and happen to swap liquids. Water, guys, and wine. They swap water and wine over bread. But apparently Raquel is, outside of her scheduled phone calls with Sandoval, she's also been talking to the FBI over death threats that she's been receiving from people that I guess watch the show. I think that this is not dumb on her sake, but dumb on the people that are sending in death threats sake. Like, people send death threats so lightly, and like, in this... It's not something to be taken lightly, especially in this era of social media where there's just like this toxic, like like, volatile energy of people that are just like angry at the world and want to spew out their anger towards other people. It's gross. Like you even look at, um, what was it? Like, Twitter is just nasty, but you look at, like, Real Housewives of New Jersey, right? And people are, like, saying all these evil, nasty things about Marge or about Teresa or about Melissa. And, like, it's just, like, why are we saying – like, I get it. Like, Raquel and Tom really screwed up and made a big mistake. And, yeah, they they deserved to be dragged for what they did because they're in the public eye. They're on television. They, you know, decided to open up to us with their lives. And like Bethany said, we're with you during the good and we're with you during the fall. So as you rise and you fall, we're with you for the full ride, whether you like it or not. I get that. 
But when people get so involved that they feel the need to send death threats to people, like that's where we cross a line. Even the most minuscule minor death threats, you may not mean it in that way, but that still doesn't mean that that doesn't scare the people that you are sending that stuff to and give them anxiety and make them in fear for their own life. So a death threat doesn't necessarily always have to mean I'm going to come and get you. It could just mean, you know, you saying something nasty that makes somebody feel threatened. And there are a lot of cuckoo crazy people that would look up somebody's address and go and do shit like that. So like, just stop with the death threats. Stop with, like, the crate. Like, it's one thing to do, like, cheeky memes and to kind of make fun of it and to, like, talk about the lack of remorse that Raquel has at the reunion and to comment on that. But, like, people take things way too far and they get way too invested and they forget that this show is created for us That's and its entertainment value, that even all of the cast members know that this is entertainment. They know that they're filming a television show they know that they have to be entertaining so sometimes they do play things up or there is a little bit of a performative attitude so i just think relax everybody needs to take a chill but take a xanax calm down drag them rightfully so but like don't get extreme with it because that's just ridiculous Okay, I want to talk about Kim Zolciak because she is now teasing a return to the television. So in a comment on Instagram, somebody asked Kim to come, to please come onto our screens again. And then Kim responded and she's like, coming baby, which makes me think that like maybe she's planning a return. Maybe she's talking to some networks. Maybe she's pitching herself to return to Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I think might be good. I mean, they need something to save the show because I feel like these ratings are pretty tough. They did slightly better this week in comparison to last week. Last week, I think they had a record low of ratings watched in the entire series history. Cable numbers are down, yes, but like Atlanta's really circling the drain. So, like I said, this most recent episode from this past, what was it, Sunday, Monday, Sunday, right? That's when it airs. That episode did fine. Um, I think it got like 800-something, whereas before it got a lot less. And But the thing is, like, Atlanta always used to bump one mil. Like, Atlanta was always an easy one mil per week in its most recent season. So... I feel like Atlanta's struggling. Bring back Kim. Maybe have her start filming now and add it to the final two episodes of this season. Similar to Scandival, right? Where we added a whole new season and like milked it all. I think Kim Zolciak on television is a great option and we should have her milk it all. We should milk all of that cow too, right? All of that azempic cow. There might not be much left because of all the azempic and the face tuning on the body, the body tuning, but... I'm here for Kim Zolciak's return to Atlanta. I thought Sheree was going to be a much bigger and exciting return to Atlanta, but she really hasn't delivered. If anything, it's the complete opposite. And I almost like can't stand her this season. And I was like excited for Sheree to come back. I was yeah, I was like, yes, who gonna check me, boo? You know? And now I feel like she's just trying too hard and trying the most. And she's bragging about her website crashing, which just means she has a Mickey Mouse web developer. Not anything to be proud of. Kim Kardashian, when she broke the internet, she didn't actually crash the website. She just had everybody talking about her and had her trending. That's what it means to break the internet. Otherwise, you just have a broken website. Not breaking the internet. You have a broken website probably because you have a broken web developer. 
Well, that's that. I think that's all of the tea I've got for you. If you guys want to support Home Life Community, go to homelifecommunity.org and support their mission. You can always support me by coming to one of my live shows. I'm going to be at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood on June 15th. And then I'm going to be at City Winery NYC with the Brav Bros on July 26th. So get your tickets right now at nofilterlive.com. That's nofilterlive.com. All right, guys, get ready, because next Thursday's Bourbon Room Show is going to be a blast. We have cocktails that are being curated by BioRay. We have a pre-party that BioRay is hosting with yummy treats. Um, Pure Cane is putting the entire event on, which I'm so grateful for. My pals at Pure Cane, my favorite all-natural, zero-calorie sweetener. And then, of course, Chomps is bringing us the live stream. So thank you, Chomps. Thank you guys for loving and sending me love and support and giving me patience while I've been traveling and getting my mind back on track. Making my way downtown. Face is past and I'm homebound. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach or follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave me a nice Apple Podcast review. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, smash the like button on your way out. Hit the subscribe button and I will talk to you soon. All right, guys. Ciao for now. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.